0: Hello everyone, welcome to today's topic on accessing the whole world of free market intelligence. Those of us who have been in the federal marketplace for a while know that to sell successfully, there is an extraordinary amount of data that must be absorbed and understood about federal agencies their budgets, programs, opportunities, contract vehicles, decision makers and the whole ecosystem of incumbents and other contractors that swirl around those agencies. Data aggregators that we know and love, like GovWin, EasyGovOps, GovTribe and even the pulse of GovCon's Part 9, aggregate public solicitation and contracting data that can be extraordinarily helpful to build your pipeline and stay abreast of specific solicitations. However, market intelligence is more than solicitations. There are free analytical resources, insights, org charts, GAO materials, budget documentation, and communications from federal decision makers that provide a more complete picture that can give contractors a competitive edge. To help explore this important topic, I reached out to Lisa Munt, co-founder of The Pulse of GovCon. Welcome, Lisa.
1: Hello, Shirley. Thank you for having me today.
0: Well, it's a pleasure having you. I only briefly introduced you to our audience, Lisa. Please tell us a little more about yourself, your co-founder, and your company.
1: Certainly. My name is Lisa Shea Munt, and I'm the co-founder of The Pulse of GovCon. The Pulse is a government contracting research and advisory firm that specializes in federal contract data. My co-founder, Amber Hart, and I each have 12 years' experience in GovCon and have worked all aspects of the business development acquisition lifecycle, from opportunity identification through capture, proposal management, and orals coaching.
0: That is excellent experience. Let's begin our discussion with some definitions how would you describe federal market intelligence?
1: Great question. To me, market intelligence is any piece of information that empowers a government contractor to pursue an opportunity, whether that opportunity is a contract or a relationship. Market intelligence data points are the puzzle pieces that a contractor needs to be informed before starting the arduous task of capturing work with the federal government. We at The Pulse like to say, it's not enough to send a CEO a notice with intent to bid. You, as a contractor, must also know enough to bid with intent. So, Lisa,
0: how would you describe the range of market intelligence that is available?
1: The range of available market intelligence is staggering and varies widely from the content produced by the federal agencies themselves down to legislative context and competitive analysis.
0: So, let's drill down on some of these. What are the channels and mechanisms that agencies use to communicate contracting opportunities to industry?
1: Honestly, Shirley, there are so many channels that it's dizzying. And it's the reason commercial firms exist to try to streamline and simplify the process. At our last count, we've identified approximately 90 .gov websites that contain pertinent contracting information. There are, of course, the usual offenders, so to speak, such as SAM.gov, Challenge.gov, and Grants.gov. These are the more obvious ones contractors check for active bids as they are agency agnostic. Then one could choose a path to drill down by agency, examining one of the 34 federal agency forecasts to find contracts within your customer base. But market intelligence is more than just active and upcoming contract opportunities. Savvy contractors know how to leverage the reporting functions in SPDS, and you'll notice I didn't say in FAMBACOV, to analyze contract spend and determine when certain contracts are up on their pot periods of performance. Then, there are also a litany of federal dashboards and reporting mechanisms to help contractors get smarter on how to bid competitively. One can use CALC to search awarded ceiling rates for labor categories. We, for one, like to tell people to check out the GAO reports and see which agency recommendations have been made and to leverage those needs and actions into potential touchpoints and potentially sole-source contracts. This helps you connect areas for federal efficiencies and improvements.
0: I love that, Lisa. I advise my clients to get way out in front of solicitations well before requests for information, RFIs, or sources sought notifications, SSNs, have been posted to give contracting offices and program managers innovative ideas on how to address their issues and solve problems. That's how to sell to the federal government and shape upcoming procurements. Can you give me an example of how companies have used this data?
1: Sure. A great example really is using GAO reports. So the GAO is the U.S. Government Accountability Office, and they provide nonpartisan information that can be used to improve government and save taxpayer money. Their website has a publicly available recommendations database that identifies areas of needs and concern for each federal agency. So the contractors can use this to identify customer pain points and see where their leadership may put the pressure on new initiatives.
0: And what about information that is available via social media?
1: Uh, Don't even get me started (laughs) on how many methods of what I call quasi-social media communication there are out there. GSA Interact, DHMS Hive... Dla Dibs, Jake TradeWin, the Defense Cyber and Sitter Innovation Portal, or Dsip, and they're all communicating particular needs and providing contract status and updates.
0: There's a common myth that government decision makers and influencers are not on social media. What, what is your response to that?
1: My response to that is a flippant. That is. So 2016, (laughs) because OPM put out new guidelines by way of a social media policy in 2017 that opens up the government's ability to leverage social media in an official and unofficial capacity. So if you're not following your customers on social media like LinkedIn or Twitter, then you are missing information.
0: Lisa, I encourage my clients to not only follow individuals and agencies, but to like, retweet, and comment on their posts. Would you agree with that?
1: Yes, absolutely. Those are methods of engagement that will get you noticed by your customers. And after a while, your name will be associated with meaningful engagement, and your customers will be aware of your existence.
0: Yep, they'll remember you. So how do companies keep up with all of that information?
1: Well, the good news is that most contractors don't need to keep up with all information. Since companies tend to work by agency portfolio, they only tend to concern themselves with the information sources most relevant to their customers, though even that can be jarring. To hold onto this relevant information, many companies utilize CRM tools that help them track information through their sales cycles. However, small companies may take a less technical approach and house just personal knowledge management repositories by their sales leads.
0: What specific information should contractors tune into?
1: Contractors need to be aware of contract status and timing, yes, but they also need to be attuned to decipher a customer's needs, wants, and biases through their gathered market intelligence. For example, by reading congressional budgetary documentation, a contractor can be in tune with upcoming federal initiatives and mandates. We recommend monitoring publicly available congressional documents to include the White House, Office of Management and Budget, or OMB, and Office of Federal Procurement Policy, OFPP, memos to stay ahead of the curve. They can sense what scope trends are going to have funding versus which products or services are not being made a priority.
0: Can you give us a recent example
1: of that? Sure. Actually, in the FY22 agency budget request for USDA, we went through and identified some key focus areas of broadband access, access to clean energy, and safe drinking water and wastewater infrastructure to rural communities. So, by examining what money was being allocated per those initiatives, a government contractor can ascertain projects that will be of high priority in that year.
0: Excellent. Lisa, we need to take a break. I'm talking to Lisa Munt, co-founder of the Pulse of GovCon, about the plethora of market intelligence available to contractors and how to leverage it. When we come back, we'll talk about industry best practices. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
2: This Growth Masters Federal presentation is hosted by Shirley Collier, president and founder of Scale to Market. Scale-to-Market helps businesses think, plan, collaborate, and build market value by developing and executing customized, data-driven business development playbooks, building efficient information systems, and creating high-performing BD teams. Utilizing the proprietary Davey Business Development Growth Framework, Scale-to-Market partners with business owners and executives to increase their company's value by achieving profitable and sustainable growth in the federal marketplace. Email shirley at scollier at scaletomarket.com to learn more about the Davy Growth Framework and how it can be instrumental in helping grow your federal contracting business. Back now to Shirley's conversation with Lisa Bunt, co-founder of the Pulse of GovCon as they discuss accessing, understanding and leveraging market intelligence.
0: Welcome back. Before the break, you were giving us an example of USDA's budget and the areas that had been funded for FY22. What else should contractors tune into, Lisa?
1: Contractors should also pay attention to industry job postings as a type of competitive market intelligence, of all things, I know. But you can often learn something by studying the kinds of jobs your federal agency or competitors are looking to fill. So encourage your recruiters and human resources professionals to set up Google Alerts to monitor free job boards such as USA Jobs and LinkedIn Jobs for personal services contractor posting. This type of monitoring could lead to a potential opportunity for you to fill a vacancy on an active contract, gather intelligence on who is buying from your competitors right now, or what type of initiatives your federal agency is preparing for.
0: And why is that important?
1: It's important because we know how frustrating the procurement process can be. We operate in a highly saturated and competitive market. If your company is simply throwing proposals at the wall to see if they stick, then they probably have a floor littered with losing bids.
0: I agree with that, Lisa. Small companies can bid themselves to death. I tell my clients that if they do not have a deep understanding of the agency's environment and have not had a conversation with the agency about their capabilities— their chances of submitting a winning bid is about 5% at best because their competitors have been having those conversations. Accessing information is important, but what should contractors then do with that information?
1: Well, data without context is just meta. Raw information is not helpful to anyone, so it's beholden to the contractor to weave a story with that information, because what is a federal contract if not a story? Each contract has a reason behind why it exists. There was a need, a mission that had to be met, combined with enough merit and importance to leverage taxpayer dollars. This context adds the human element to your organization's sales efforts. It can be used to turn cold customer outreach lukewarm by showcasing your understanding of their needs. It can help inform your bid-no-bid decisions and determine the ROI of pursuing a proposal effort.
0: I want to underscore what you're saying here, Lisa. Many small businesses ask me, how can I get government decision makers to return my calls? Or, how do I know whether to pursue an opportunity? I develop decision matrices for my clients that forces discipline into the pursuit process. Many of the weighted factors to consider are related to knowledge, knowledge of the work to be performed, evaluation criteria, and the incumbent if it is a recompete. speaking of competitors, what about competitive data, Lisa? How can companies find out more about incumbents or others likely to bid on a specific opportunity?
1: So good competitive intelligence is best left to the experts on the matter. And there are some great firms where this is the bulk of what they do. But if you're just leveraging free resources, then there's a couple of tricks. Attending industry days will showcase who else could be bidding based on the names of the folks on the phone, well, in this environment on the phone. If there is a job description and a solicitation, simply Googling it and seeing if competitors have open job recs using the same language will tell you that they are sourcing candidates to bid. And, of course, being precocious and persistent with FPDS can guide you to original contract award data to identify contract value and the schedule.
0: Now, you've mentioned FPDS a couple of times now, uh, which is where contract records are publicized. Elaborate for us on the value of contract data.
1: Sure. So, FPDS is like the federal government's checkbook, albeit an incomplete, unbalanced one. (laughs) It shows companies awarded contracts and, more specifically, the obligated funds and options and who the funding agency was, which is sometimes different than the contracting agency. It's funky to use, but smart users can find out so much from the system, and if you're looking for a prettier presentation, some SPDS data feeds into usaspending.gov.
0: What are the keys to success in leveraging data to win federal contracts?
1: Okay, hear me out. The biggest key to success is to do the work, collect the information, do your homework, translate the information, and then take it all with a grain of salt. (laughs) It sounds counterintuitive and honestly a little demoralizing when I really don't mean it to be. The concern is that people in GovCon who focus heavily on the data side of procurement miss how human our industry really is. You can do everything right. You can be the seemingly perfect fit for a contract. You can have a great proposal, and you can still lose a bid. Standardization in U.S. federal contract data and procurement is minimal at best. We are all working with an incomplete data set every day, and in the end, it's a signatory, a.k.a. a human person, who is in charge with making your day or breaking your forecast. Let this give you peace of mind instead of frustration if you're part of this rat race. Or if it frustrates you to no end, then please let your voice be heard and join us at the Pulse in pushing for a more open, honest, and transparent federal contract data.
0: This is unfortunately the cold, hard truth. The government is not as transparent as it could be about requirements, awarded contracts, or vendor performance. But that's the topic of another podcast. Um, So let's talk about what successful contractors currently do to leverage the data that is available.
1: Successful contractors are the ones that don't depend solely on the commercial system to paint them a picture of the federal landscape. The ones that have the most success are using these tools to connect directly with their customers to increase their p-win on openly competed work and, better yet, shaping full-sourced opportunities for themselves. The information is only ever worth as much as the paper it's printed on. What makes it truly helpful is when GovCon connects the puzzle pieces to better their story.
0: And I would support what you said, Lisa, and add that data and knowledge are power. It's very powerful to speak confidently to agencies and teaming partners, but just as importantly to listen. Because the public data is so limited, human intelligence is critical to fill in the blanks, ask questions. What has changed? What am I missing? Can you elaborate on that? What does success look like? What have been your most pressing challenges in the past? Marry the answers to those questions and many other questions with the public data and a clearer picture comes into view. The clearer the picture is, the better your decision-making will be. And with better decisions comes growth and profits. Do you agree, Lisa?
1: Absolutely. As I said before, we all know it's not enough to throw a bid at the wall and see if it sticks. Because the bid and proposal process takes time, energy, and money, which is why all of this pre-work is all the more imperative.
0: Lisa, as we wrap up here, you have been very good about not mentioning the specific products and services your company provides. But I want to give you that opportunity. How do you help government contractors access, understand, and act upon all of this important public data we have been discussing?
1: Sure. Um, And that's on me. You know, as a salesperson, I always forget to sell the services we provide. Uh, But the Pulse was developed specifically to provide contextualization to government contracting data. And we like to say we put the human element back into GovCon. So our company offers consulting for BD, capture, and proposal management, as well as a business intelligence platform filled with pertinent GovCon reports and tools, and also industry-specific training.
0: Excellent. Any final thoughts or advice for our audience?
1: My final thought is that contracting with the federal government can feel like an endlessly complicated game of hide and seek with data to be found in all too many different places. My advice is to really focus your sights only to that which applies to your company and furthermore empowers your long-term strategic goals.
0: Lisa, thank you so much for sharing your insights with our audience today.
1: It's been my pleasure, Shirley. Thank you.
0: Folks, if you would like to get in touch with Lisa, she can be reached at lisa.s.munt, and her last name is spelled M-U-N-D-T, at pulsegovcon.com. Or you can reach out to us here at Scale to Market, and we'll make sure you're connected. This is Shirley Collier, president of Scale to Market and host of the Growth Masters Federal Podcast, signing off for now. As we close, I want to thank you for joining us today and encourage you to connect with me on LinkedIn and visit our website, that's scaletomarket.com with the number two in the middle where you will find our library of podcasts, webcasts, white papers, my blog, and other links and resources. While there, please leave us a comment or suggestion so we can stay focused on what's important to you. We'll see you next time.